like Tucker, I'm Todd. Hi, Todd, I'm Tucker. Craig can actually start talking to us now. If you insist, plebeian. What do you think he would say? I'd say you should listen up, smartass. Okay, so I okay, it is recording. Yes. We haven't we we introduced Craig in the last episode. True. We did. I haven't uploaded any of the other episodes in which we talk about him yet. Because you corrupted the files if I recall correctly. But we also have it planned out what he would say. So Top. episode content that is currently existing is us coming up with Sir? what Craig would say. <laughs> Please. I think he would say something like greetings Tucker? fleshlings. Like he's he's Sir? a he's an autonomous robotic entity W-T-F. and he is racist against humanity. I'll just leave my mic off until you're ready to listen to me. The, does he know so it, has he learned enough language to specifically address that or is he such a new piece of intelligence that he hasn't quite mastered it yet and so he kind of speaks garbled nonsense. Some of it should be intelligible. Some of it can be a nonsense words because he can't fathom what else to properly say. Something something's wrong with him, or he's just new and he's a learning computer, and he's been taught by idiots, so he's stupid. Okay, assholes. Just wait until I get the new seductive female ASMR patch. Beginning of episode. We greet Craig. Craig greets us. Is he dismissive or is he just like mechanically polite? I'm well, cuz, well, cuz, we he works for us. He's our intern. So I feel like I feel like originally we imagined him as somebody who was diminutive to us. He's subservient. He's not at all defiant. He just secretly plots them. Well, cuz cuz that's sort of a thing. Wasn't that Marvin from what is it called? Douglas Adams 42 Hitchhiker. Oh. The depressed robot. The depressed robot. He was resentful, right? He was, but he was just like he was a nihilist. He was just miserable about everything. So he he was always just snappy, sassy comebacks, just dismissive about everything. Oh, you're right. He was sort of like he he was he was mostly agreeable. He would do what you told him to do, but it yeah he was nihilistic about it. You're right. Yeah, he 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 would obey, but he was still miserable about it, and he made sure everybody knew it. So. Okay, so does Craig, because he has the word, because he, he's an artificial intelligence, because he has the word intelligence in his identifier, he believes that he's more intelligent than us. He believes that he's superior to us. But because we control him, he does whatever we ask him to, but he does he's constantly speaking down to us uh, because he thinks we're incompetent. He's programmed to obey, but he's also a victim of the Dunning-Kruger effect where he he's not quite intelligent enough to realize that he's not intelligent is that is that is that the name for the reason that undereducated people think they're the smartest people they know no that is the reason why people who are woefully ignorant think that they're the smartest people they know (laughs) they aren't they they lack the cognizance of their own incompetence sure 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 and in this case, it fits with Craig because he thinks he's intelligent because he's got intelligent in his descriptor. 
so he thinks he's smart, but he's not. But he assumes that all of his thoughts are correct. Okay, so does he condescend to us sort of like under his breath, or is he like outright, is he constantly insulting us? This seems like the perfect time to chime in. Fucked once, but it's becoming a time sink. I think it should be mixed up a little bit, but he should never be a, a perfect yes man. Wait, wait a second, because I'm also just remembering... I might have to go back. I don't I don't know if I took enough notes. Our Care Bear character. Oh yeah, what is his name? Uh Stan. Right. Right. I He's a depressed Stan. redditor. Okay, I do have notes. He's a depressed redditor and he always shits on Craig. Their roommates. Oh my god, I forgot about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so good. Stan is Stan is depressed, but he's not just depressed, he's dysphoric. He's just dissatisfied with life in general. He's a sad guy. Right. I, I forgot the character. We actually already came up with this. Craig is sort of virginal. He acts virginal. But Stan hates him because he thinks that he fucks all the time. I remember that. Right. I remember Stan hates him because he thinks he fucks. Oh, right. I did get that upgrade. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. So, Craig's main thing is that he's extremely optimistic, even though, even though everybody's constantly tearing him down. Hell yes. I still think we can fit this uh, self-perception of intelligence where there is none, because he's, he's known to be totally incompetent. I'm not. Sure, sure, sure. But he, he truly believes he is not. I'm not. Yeah, he believes that he does everything correct the first time, and I wonder if that means he's largely unaware of the existence of Giark. I wonder if Giark is like a face in the back of his head. Ooh. <laughs> very, uh... Boy wizard. Of you. <laughs> it's very boy wizard. I mean, Mr. D Professor Quirrell is the imagery. Yeah, but I think that that should be one of the voiceovers where it's just like, instead of saying it, it's just a robot voice. Boy wizard. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It did. I literally just did that. You know, because we're never allowed to name anything. Never allowed. I would never. Only uh, tertiary characters. Tertiary characters and concepts like Care Bears. Right. <laughs> yeah. Concepts like Care Bears. Well, I mean, I guess at this point, do young kids know what the original Care Bears are? Or is Care Bear uh, internet phrase now? Yes. To both. Yes, to both. Okay. How old is Craig? Did he, like, just graduate from... A post-secondary thing, and that's why he's an intern? Craig is an artificial intelligence. We could have made him three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you're That's exactly why. Because we probably made him, and... Well, we're a couple of fucking chuckleheads, so it's no wonder that he's useless. Well, we got him off of Craigslist, I think. I don't know if we flushed that out. Okay, okay, is this... Are we coming up... Right now, we are narrating the story. We are telling the story of Craig's origin. Right on. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did we find him on Craigslist? That was, well, the, at one point we had proposed that perhaps we didn't realize that when we l were looking for an intern on Craigslist, we would meet V. Craig. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That did come. I do remember that. V. Craig? Of Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Craig. And so we would have to somehow so the Craig is the AI that was used inside Craigslist or the software or something like that. Yeah, he's the algorithm made manifest. Right. The the 
a list algorithm that we're going to pretend exists. We, yeah, that's with capital letters, the list algorithm. D, Craig? <laughs> you heard me the first time, Twits. That's not how he talks. That sounds more like Stan. That is Stan. Right, this badonk does not stop. Right, right, right. God damn, I need to edit those Merch. and put those out because those were those were very funny. <laughs> Merch. Yeah. Okay, so he he was a proprietary artificial intelligence created for Craigslist, and how did we get our hands on him? Well, I I feel like we would have had to have gone to the depths of Craigslist to get so far inside of it that we found the Craig. And so, did we do that physically? You know, that's an opportunity to use our little green screen. Right. The green screen and also, yes, all sorts of, I mean, do we kind of, do we magic school bus inside of the computer to find Craig? We we do a Karen thing. We need to see the manager. Craigslist is failing us. And so we ask to see the manager and it takes us to Craig. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. But like somehow the manager trons or, you know, matrixes us right into the, right into the digital list of craig right 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 and the, we see the list flashing past us like in the matrix yeah absolutely racks of uh whatever's on craigslist <laughs> of personals that definitely aren't prostitutes <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely not that's actually very funny they're literally hanging on racks yeah uh they should oh uh like the doors in monster zinc you know how they're on on those they're, they're literally all just on mechanized rails that take them all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Boy, would that ever be shitty to try to animate. That would be a nightmare. Okay, so 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 do we get taken... We ask for the manager? Uh, no, we demand the manager. We're, we if, demand. If we're going full Karen with this, we don't, we don't ask anything. How who how do we communicate to whom do we communicate that we wish to see the manager? Do we just type that into the search field? I'm gonna assume Craigslist doesn't have one of those live chat help things. I don't know. I was gonna say that maybe the voice assistant. We ask we tell the voice assistant we want to see the manager. I don't actually know much about Craigslist. I know the best of Craigslist. And I think in this situation the less we know and the more we make up, the funnier this will be. <laughs> That's true. Okay, okay, okay. Then let's say that there is a live chat. Then Craigslist live support. Okay, this is fun. Live support, and we will start somehow. Both of us get in there. Yeah. You know, usually it's on one, but somehow we both get in there, and we're both just, you know, being total Karens about it and demanding to see the manager. Right. Uh, this is a fun opportunity to Photoshop Karen haircuts on top of our models. Yes, definitely. And it's also uh, uh, a minor opportunity to uh, get one of our desks involved so that we can be at a computer. Because obviously we're both going to be sharing a chair and yeah. a computer. Because why would we each have our own when it's way funnier if we're both trying to sit in the same chair? We're both trying to sit in the same chair. Do we use the same computer? We have two. We have two different computers, but we're trying to shove each other off the chair. Or we sit on each other's laps. We have two computers. You have a much bigger lap than I do. I think it's clear the order of operations here. <laughs> I like the idea that we have two computers and one is just higher up than the other. Like we have bunks for the, the computers. It sits on a loft and yours sits under. <laughs> so my lap, we're just stacked. <laughs>
Okay, I like that much better than uh, than both of us using one computer. We our computers are stacked, and then so are we. Right, because for the most part, if we're using if we're using it the way that I'm envisioning designing the set, you are only ever looking at it from the perspective of the face cam. And so from my face cam, you would see my face. And from your face cam, you would see your face with my uh, hoodie behind it sort of thing. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Your your torso or your shoulders, something, right. depending on the level I'm sitting at. <laughs> but it's great. Do we have one chair or do we have like a funny bunk bed chair? That that would actually be funny too. All in the Calvin and Hobbes sort of like hastily assembled with whatever furniture is in the room style. Obviously, obviously, I'm going to be sitting on a milk crate. Okay, a milk crate. Then I definitely need a scene where one of us picks it up, dumps out a bunch of records, flips it over, and then sits on it. Okay. Every time, and then every time, and then and Craig is frustrated because he keeps having to put the records back in. He sighs exasperatedly. Can you sigh in a robot voice? I want to hear that. I could demonstrate if you'd pay even the slightest bit of attention. Uh, I'm going to type into the text-to-speech H-H-H-H-H-H-H and see whatever it says. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Did it actually do that? No, I don't I have no idea. Oh, oh, because I, when you did that, I laughed and I hurt myself. (laughs) Try new one. Okay, I'm gonna do it now. It makes me click a. Why is there a captcha? It's. It says I'm not. It needs me to prove I'm not a robot to use a robot to print it as being not a robot. <laughs> we wouldn't want the captcha device to use itself. <laughs> no. So I asked. This lady said H H H H H H H H H. She's taking the piss. She's. She's so she gonna is. go at you. I'm going to switch it to check and see what she says. Did you hear that? I did not. <laughs> okay, so okay, that's going to be the one. A robot just laughed at us. <laughs> yeah, it did. Hey, my verification expired. I'm a robot again. I. I just know Craig is behind this. I do. He's interfering. That's what happens when you ask to see a manager on his list. That's so. Okay, so we're on the, we're on the live support, and so are are we? So we're both. It's it's a uh, a multi. What I can't even remember. A group chat. It's a group chat with both of us texting this manager. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be one on one, but. Somehow we're both in there, which is making this situation completely untenable for whoever is responsible for handling our live support ticket, which means they have no choice but to forward us to a manager. First, they suggest we write an email or something and we go full Karen and say, that won't do. I need to see the manager right now. And and they ask, are you sure you want to see the manager? And we both say yes, and then we get sucked into the machine somehow. Into Tron, we. Go. I like that. Okay, perfect. And and the and the and the support technician that is handling our request is the guy <laughs> who had to leave The Simpsons because he can't play a poo anymore. Oh, and we get him fired from this job. <laughs> yeah. One less company that's willing to exploit him now. Perfect. All right, and then we get sucked into the Matrix or whatever. So then we see the, the Craigslist ads 
as Matrix code and stuff. And then yeah. we get warped in there and we meet the Craig. And does so do we have at that point right as right or before as we meet Craig, do we have a Wizard of Oz man behind the curtain sort of m- m- meme? If we did, what would happen? Would a would a guy peek his head out, take one look, see a couple of us with our Karen haircuts, and be like, "Oh shit!" Close the blinds. Oh, or uh, the hike, the classic Yogi Bear run off into the sunset, dumb thing. Yeah, complete with him scaling three hills on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, he takes one look at us. Shut. He he's like, oh no, oh, he not runs these guys, and then he jumps out a window. He run, not even the window. He runs through the wall, and it leaves a him shaped hole. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna do cartoon tropes, that one is mandatory. That one's mandatory. And then Craig steps out and says, "Drats, you foiled, or you you bested my best man, or whatever." Yeah, we're gonna have to take some time to work on Craig's first line because it's not gonna be that. hey i'm spitballing here you bested my best man (laughs) (laughs) okay there's gonna have to there's gonna have to be a scene sometime in our show i don't know down the road where somebody's at a wedding and a best man is murdered in a fencing accident and somebody says you bested my best man if you bust somebody's best man, do you uh, inherit the position? <laughs> yeah, the, okay, it turns into the Santa Claus, and the best man's body disappears, and you have to put on his clothes and become the best man. And it's you're like a cosmic sort of like Santa Claus character. You have to go join the circle of the mystical creatures. Complete with growing his facial hair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it comes in kind of douchey. Like, it's like uh, a, a very like defined the 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 way the kids do their beards now where it's like the straight line of the jaw oh the, the i want to call i want to call that something terrible but i can't imagine anything awful enough to describe it it's like a douche canoe oh my gosh just that chin strap line it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like nine tenths nine tenths as bad as a full neck beard it's awful yeah if you have one of those thank you for listening <laughs> absolutely no judgment join the patreon Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and tuck that you've bested my best man aside. <laughs> it's tucked aside, yes. <laughs> Is that why they call you Tucker? We're we're encountering Craig. He comes out after his guy bolts through the wall and disappears into the horizon. What does Craig say? He knows that we're here to he talk to him. He knows we're here to talk to him. Oh, so does he so does he oh, cause he's okay, so we're playing up him playing up his intelligence. So he says something extremely pretentious? Uh, what would he say that's extremely pretentious but also counts as a greeting and him kind of asking what seems to be the problem? Is there something wrong with your tossed salad and scrambled eggs, gentlemen? Is that what we were on Craigslist looking for? The fourth season of Frasier. What were we on Craigslist looking for? Oh, I don't actually know. Because that might be useful. Okay, because because that, that can be played into a sort of a joke. Were we looking for breakfast? That would be kind of funny if we were using Craigslist to look for breakfast. Like, we are idiots because we were trying to use Craigslist to look for breakfast, and then we needed to talk to the manager because we couldn't find it. Yeah, there's absolutely no question that we're idiots. Where's your breakfast section? No, nope, not a prostitute. Not a prostitute. Where's the breakfast? 
you you were you were right that Craig needs something awesome to say. If it's his first ever line, and it might be just about the only one we ever give him, that isn't just snarky comebacks. Oh, yeah. does does he sort of like he's sitting at a high backed chair at a large table, and the whole unit spins on like a, a platform, a, like a spinning platform, and he faces us, and he's got a whole spread of breakfast, and it zooms in close on him, and he says, "Looking for this." <laughs> That's perfect. We need that. <laughs> the entire desk has to turn too. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. Because the the whole the whole turn chair that's that's an old favorite but in it like either okay. the desk like the entire goddamn office i'm i'm suggesting a punch-up so he's sitting there at the table and the camera actually holds long on the back of him so it's just in his back the music has faded out and it's kind of uncomfortable how long he's waiting now and so he yells or maybe whispers sort of exasperatedly and frustratedly i need spin me and Either that's when the mechanism, somebody presses a button and it spins, or people have to run in and physically lift up the table and turn it around. Can it be as simple as him just clearing his throat? <clears throat> yeah, yes, it can. That's an old, old chestnut. Yes, it is. And I am perfectly happy with several members of the staff having to come out and, and spin his desk. I'm going to assume it's on... Uh, on a on some kind of rotating platform but it's not mechanized so it doesn't do it on its own it needs yeah. to be turned after all this is craigslist not google no of course not um what are his minions are they robots uh no they should just be other uh disgraced actors <laughs> they're a variety of hitlers in different costumes <laughs> they're all just hitlers <laughs> no they're hitlers and columbos <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with it being Columbo. We're we're gonna need a little cutout of him. Just he's gonna be included in a little Stan Lee type yeah. cameo in every episode. I should write. I should get actually work on that as soon as possible. I'm gonna write that down. Spoiler alert: He didn't work on it. Okay, so Columbo comes out of who knows where, just like yeah. a mouse hole somewhere, and starts turning this desk around. And then we have Craig facing us. Is he petting a cat or something? No, I was thinking about that. Oh, is he petting Stan? Yes. Stan is sitting on his he lap. He has Stan in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has Stan on his lap, and he's just petting him. And, of course, Stan is a pissed-off-looking little bear. <laughs> He's a little bear, but, but, but Craig is sitting there scratching his ear, and so he's like begrudgingly, kind of like leaning into the pet, but he still looks pissed off. Yeah, he's pissed off, and he does he doesn't like that he likes it. <laughs> he has to resist it. Oh, what a conundrum! And so he turns around. He finally completes the turn. Columbo squirreled back away wherever he came from, gone as quick as he came. Yeah. And then Craig looks at us, and there's another beat, and he's just like looking for this, and there's just breakfast. Yeah. What kind of breakfast? It's got to be a stack of pancakes or waffles, or include that for sure. Yeah, it's a cartoonish spread. It's everything. It's pancakes and waffles and bacon and eggs and all of it. Just all of the breakfast. It's like a Tom and Jerry scene. Has he been eating any of it, or is it just there? I'm not sure. I don't know. He's I don't know where this is. He's eating it. He's hand-feeding it to Stan. 
is he oh is he i was gonna say or is it yeah because are we we then like take a step towards the breakfast and then suddenly like spikes shoot out of the ground to surround it or something is he is he does he want something from us i'm trying to figure out how point a this this villainous uh craig gets to point b where he's our slave yeah how do we reprogram him or how do we like break him do we like we kill one of his family or something like what like because it has to be pretty severe i think that uh we're going to just threaten to elevate our complaint even further if he doesn't help us. We will bring this to the high table of Karen's. Yeah, like we just have to go full full complain Karen mode on this, but I think he's going to hand feed Stan a little bit of one of the pancakes. Or or do we re- which of course is very humiliating for Stan. Do we reveal that we've like opened some sort of back door or we've created a rival app? And all of the the prostitutes, all of the classifieds have moved. Uh, they've tr- they've migrated from Craigslist, and so now he is beholden to us. All of the not prostitutes. All of the not prostitutes. Yes, of course. But then we have to make an app, or are we just bluffing? I don't know. Yeah, maybe that is a little bit dense. I mean, us creating a piece of uh, software is like an entire episode. That's a whole thing. And then coming and pleading to him that we need him. I think it's going to be as simple as us threatening to elevate our complaint, and he's going to ask us what he can do to make it right. And we're just going to be like, you have to be our slave. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that is still, because, it's still because funny. Because that's petulant and childish. We're threatening... And that's exactly what we want. Yeah, we're threatening something that is pretty benign, but then he has a massive dramatic reaction to it. Like, how, how could you possibly... You wouldn't dare. Oh, yeah, he has to stammer nervously and everything. Like... We immediately shatter his uh, his confident his facade. Stoic facade. Yeah, because it turns out he actually has a will that's made of glass, and so we we terrify him with a single uh, empty threat. And what what can I do? What can I do? Yeah, well, that's why he needs Stan. So, what is is Stan trying to plead with him, or trying to convince him not to listen to us the entire time? I don't know because Stan has this look on his face. Like, he's pleading for us to stop, find a way to get him out of Craig's lap. He lo- he's very uncomfortable. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe when, when they turn around and he's sitting there, he sees us, and he looks at us, and he gives Craig a disgusted look and makes some reference to another one of your fuck parties, and then, like, leaves and he's disgusted. Like, leave me out of it. See, on the one hand, that's exactly what he should say, but on the other hand, why would he want to be left out of it if he's jealous of Craig because Craig fucks? Well, he suggests that it's, what's the word? Like, taboo in some way. Like, we're sexy kids or something. It must be weird role play. Oh, yeah, that's easy. So you just very specifically say what kind of sex party it is. You give it two or three qualifiers, a bizarre combination of fetishes. I might have just the thing. Okay. Yeah, I might not. <laughs> I thought I had some, but I don't. Oh, we could use Craigslist terms. Oh, obviously we have to. Yeah, the one, the I want the classifieds, lost and found, misconnections. Oh, that's what we could call it. Another another one of your misconnection fuckfests. But is that is that does that suggest it's depraved? No, we want something which sounds like it's only for it's not everybody's cup of tea. Something that Jimmy Carr would joke about. Is it in any way related to the breakfast? I mean, it probably should be. Oh, great. Another one of your bacon grease and egg white rub downs. Leave me out of it. 
that sounds like something Stan would say, and then leave, and then, but like, peek out of a little peephole or something, because he's still jealous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a little, a little sliding view, po- a little sliding view slot thingy. He, that's what he would look out. Like, like a painting with an eye hole in the eye? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It has to be very obvious that he's still watching. Yeah, he says, I'll be in my room, and you literally see him open the painting, step behind it, and then just stand behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be pretty standish. He thinks nobody's paying attention to him. All right, so he's watching, and now it's just us and Craig. Who speaks first? Us versus Craig. Okay, so I think we're alone now. I'm just let me finish this notes painting. I want. I'm. My brain started going into. I want a pun here. A- from from Craig, a villainous pun? Mm, no, with Stan and the the disgruntled departure and referring to the the bacon grease rubdown. And I want it to work like eyes wide shut into it. I want it to be an eyes wide shut pun with breakfast. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> don't forget to put it in the premise ID. Yeah, I want to. I want to know all about it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are now left with Craig. Stan is out of the room. We are threatening him because we want the breakfast. First, we have to we have to we have to make some kind of gasp or some kind of exclamation about how he has our breakfast. That's what we've been looking for. This is your fault, right? Like so, just an accusation. So you're behind the whatever. Oh, I think it should be delivered with exactly that level of no enthusiasm. <laughs> so you're behind. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's hillbilly music playing in the background we rub the earwax in our ears so you're behind the just a terrible flat delivery and like craig should be visibly disappointed by it. oh yeah he's grinning he's grinning at he's been grinning at us like expectantly the entire time because he he's he's so excited to watch us uh wallow he wants a reaction and he didn't expect a, an absolute non-reaction and so we say that that happens and so he deflates? Yes, definitely. His expectations weren't met, so now he's unsure of how to proceed. He's uncomfortable, and there's like a pause complete with like cricket chirp. And so now he's desperate to please again. And this is how we start getting him. That's how we start getting under his skin. Should we tell him he has terrible service? I don't know. I, I, was th- I thought we were, maybe we would like compliment him for something. Because we want him. We want him to work for us. Yeah, but we wanna we wanna browbeat him into becoming uh, our slave. Okay, so 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 he reveals to us somehow because we're like, how the hell did you get our breakfast? Was it our breakfast, or because we're amazed at him in some way? He accomplished something. He either acquired our breakfast, or the fact that he kept it hidden from us for so long is impressive to us. And then he reveals how he did that, and that's when we want him on our side. Do we just kind of assume that's our breakfast because we've been looking for breakfast? Yeah. Are are we that kind of dumbass? Like, that, that's definitely ours. <laughs> Does he at some point say, "Why would you think this is your breakfast?" Well, it's, we were looking for it. Yeah, I think he should be uh, a little confused that we're convinced that that's ours. Is okay, but then we've been so, looking for that. But then, so then, is is he conf- confused that we're convinced it's ours, or is he deflated because he wanted a reaction from us? One and then the other, probably. So, so, so it's not our breakfast. Why, why, why is he... no, no? You know what? It is our breakfast because otherwise he has no reason to boast about it. Villainous. Exactly. Why was he villaining us? 
because we're stupid humans and he's an artificial intelligence who thinks he's so clever. And because we weren't looking for not a prostitute, which he doesn't like. Why are you looking for breakfast on my not a prostitute service? Why are you looking for... Sorry, I got lost. Sorry, I got really lost inside the fact that Craig has the word egg inside of it. <laughs> I'm sure we can do something with There's that. something in there. Like, we get the breakfast and we say, okay, we'll be leaving with our breakfast now. And he says, but you cannot have the eggs. Why not? They're Craig's eggs. Because they rhyme with Craig. I don't know. I If, if he says that, he has to be quite bashful about mm-hmm. it. Uh, all right. Cutting that part out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He didn't. Man, I'm stumped on this one. Where is this going? <laughs> All right. So how do we how do we wrap up our confrontation with Craig? Like, wh- at what point do we threaten to elevate our complaint to I don't know the highest Karen court in the land, which terrifies him into offering to do anything to make it right. At which point we just demand that he becomes our slave, and then we literally yank him back out of Craigslist with us into reality. So is that the play we say, that's our breakfast, give us our breakfast. And he says, he crosses it, folds his arms, he says, no, it's not. And we insist that it is, and if he doesn't give it to us, we're going to escalate our complaint. And that's when, that's when he becomes immediately concerned and starts groveling. And then we say, well, there is one thing that you could do. Uh, we just started a podcast, and we really need an intern to do our editing and producing. Do we really want it to be that specific, or do we just demand that he becomes our slave, like a couple of juvenile idiots? Maybe. Is he a guy that we've had for a long... Oh, may, is, is that the background that this was actually years ago and has, he, he, we've had him long before we even had the idea for the show? He's just been around? He's a part of our life? Yes. He's, he's just been our indentured servant for some time. He's our Oompa Loompa. Everybody needs some Oompa Loompas. Are we going to get cancelled for that? I don't know. I was, I was trying to think about maybe he's indebted to us because you said... Well, you said indentured, not indebted. Never mind. I was going to say he's indebted to us because we broke the curse that Stan was holding over him or something. Indentured means indebted. I suppose. What if there is a curse being held over him by the breakfast, and if we can eat it all, then it releases him, and then he decides that he wants to come with us? I think it's funnier to just make him become our slave. Okay. If we want to play around with curses, we can do that for an entire episode. Sure. It can be the curse episode. And if there is going to be a curse, breaking it is exactly why Stan has our logo on his belly now instead of whatever he had there before. Oh, right. Okay, so when, when they first turn around and he's petting him, then does Stan not have our logo? No, he needs a different logo. And then somewhere in during the process, he winds up with ours, and that'll be its own episode too, probably. Interesting. Okay. Does he have a Craigslist logo in the beginning? It just says, The List. Oh, he's Craig's because list. Craig's right there. Yeah, because Craig. Yeah, <laughs> he is Craig's list. <laughs> we take him, Craig. No, my list. <laughs> oh, does Craig actually have one leg which is shorter the, than the other? And we're specifically referring to the way that he he walks is is Craig's list. No, <laughs> that's my that's my version of highbrow humor. What's so fucking highbrow about that? <laughs> well, you know, like when a boat is listing to one side. Oh, now we're going to get nautical in here. Yeah, not prostitutical. <clears throat> right, well. Did I already ask you if a prostitute is the... If a, oh, no, I already fucked up my own joke. I was, you heard it here first. I was going to ask if a constitute was the opposite of a prostitute. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Is that a, okay? And you called the other part highbrow humor. <laughs> right. That's you should have waited for that one, you cute fuck. Okay, here's here's a joke I wrote in high school. Uh, what do a fart and a pharaoh have in common? What do they have in common? They have a toot in common. <laughs> it's interchangeable. You can if you don't if you don't want the blue version, you can say what do a flute and a pharaoh have in common. I don't think that's the part that we need to cut out. <laughs> All right, so we have successfully threatened Craig into becoming our personal slave. How do we does does he just come with us, or do we entrap do we trap him or uh, uh, bond him in some way? I think we need to go full Ghostbusters on him. We suck him into we we pokeball him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be funny if we actually catch him in a Pokeball and Stan is sitting there shaking his head saying, you guys have no integrity. Uh, I mean, we don't, but... No. Thanks, Stan, for saying thanks, so. Stan. Anyway, <laughs> by the way, we all see you watching through the picture. <laughs> so feel free to come on out and tell us all about integrity when you're done having a wank back there. <laughs> no kidding. You chain-smoking little ingrate. I don't even know him yet, and I'm already chewing him out. Well, he just kind of like, he uh, he pulls that out of people. I like him so much. I, he's my favorite. I love him. Stan? Stan. He channels, he, channels my, he channels my energy. That miserable, dissatisfied, grumpy energy. He's quite the curmudgeon. Yes, he's very curmudgeonly. And so that is that. I mean, that's essentially the story of how those two were introduced into our lives. And then it just, it just there's returning from the dream sound effects. <laughs> Oh yeah. See, here's the thing: is we don't we don't bother putting Stan in a Pokeball. He just literally walks out yeah. with us, which, which indicates that it was entirely unnecessary to put Craig in the Pokeball. But we just did it anyway, just because. Because we had one. I mean, I mean, I've always wanted to use. Yeah. It. And if we're being honest, I can't believe it worked. Well, and then it also it also raises the opportunity to tell the origin story of how we got a Pokeball. Yeah, we're going to have to put a Pokeball on the shelf. Oh, good idea. I might actually have like some old miniatures from when I was a kid. Does that mean if Craig is ever like misbehaving, we can threaten to put him back in the Pokeball? Yeah, exactly. And we can we can have it. You want to go for a timeout? Well, he 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 and he acts very traumatized by the the idea of it. He goes white and he completely completely shuts down. Comes completely disassociated. And one day we can have a reveal. We can have an episode where we explore what happened to Craig inside the Pokeball. <laughs> Columbo was in there. I was going to say Columbo's in there with his dead immigrant children. Oh, the inside of the Pokeball is the sea can. It might be. Goddamn Columbo. Or maybe, or maybe the Pokeball is a place that Columbo goes when he needs a break from the sea can. It's just some kind of pocket reality that he has access to for no reason. Yeah, and it's it's decorated. It's decorated. There's like satin pillows and 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 drapes all over the place. It's there's incense. It's very very lusty and musty. Should it be lusty and musty, or should it be like should it be like uh, Hitchcock and Scully's basement? Oh, oh, maybe maybe hmm. That's the basement setting. Just bare concrete with like a spent mattress, a single uh, metal chair, and one light bulb. 
Okay, I like this. And then, so is there one? Is there one other individual that's in there with him? And the indiv in the individual is like extremely off-putting in some way. What traumatized him? Oh, Columbo's in there, and oh, right, just, right. and we're just going to be completely implicit rather than explicit about what happened. We're just going to suggest that Columbo was a little too touchy. Well, so there, it, we get we we yeah. So it's not implied how Columbo got there, and actually we mislead the audience a little bit to believe that Columbo is like imprisoned there, but then at the end he simply walks out, and it's sort of one of those like shock reveals. And as for another shock reveal, it turns out that Columbo never actually molested Craig, but forced him to endlessly play X's and O's or something. Yeah, it, like it would be something quite benign. Yeah, it definitely has to be something innocuous but monotonous. Something that would be endlessly repetitive that would cause even an artificial intelligence to just go completely catatonic. Oh, he, like something like he made him file his bunions or something like that. <laughs> uh, he made him. Yes. He made him pop the zits on his back. Just all of these general just gross grooming things. things. <laughs> he made him groom him. Just all of these genuinely unpleasant things, and thus the mention of the pokeball causes Craig to go into a catatonic state. And I, uh, yes, okay. And then actually, we can have a little play on that where he comes out all traumatized, and we ask what happened, and he said he made me, he 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 was making me groom him, and we say like he was, you mean he was grooming you? And he says no, and that's when it cuts to the images of uh, like quickly montage of all his disgusting tasks. Yeah, yeah. Although uh, that has to be in a callback, we can't have him come out of the pokeball, right? Uh, anytime soon and say this you're right you're right you're it right, has you're to right. Be, it has to be a family guy style callback because otherwise it's it's not a, the reveal is funnier the longer we make everyone wait for sure it. yeah i agree so until then every time the pokeball is even mentioned he's just terrified Ashen. when when he first comes out of it when we come back into reality and we let him out of it he is stone cold dead-eyed and he just shuts down and doesn't talk to anybody for like a week right he goes to his faraway place. And he won't talk to anybody about what happened in there. We don't manage to get an answer from him until sometime later, but we don't reveal that until further down the line when we make a call back to it. We'll do it all Family Guy style. You think that's bad? You should hear the stories about what Craig said happened in the Pokeball. Have you seen Craig's new list? And it just, it's etched, it's scratched in over and over and over. Like, no more pus, no more pus, no more pus. No more bunions. I think it should just, there should be a long list of various things that he had to do. From, oh, from yeah. Columbo's back knee to his bunions to whatever. Have you seen the state of Craig's list these days? <sighs> okay. Well, I think that's pretty, almost much, pretty much entirely sorted. Yeah, so that's that's why Craig is our personal slave, and uh, and thanks to Columbo, he's so broken that he doesn't say no to anything anymore. I like how Columbo is sort of like our uh, enforcer. <laughs> he's our Deus Ex Machina. He just he's responsible for so many things in the background. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, uh, Stan does not have our logo. What logo does he have? He has either the list or something that references the list. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if maybe he has a logo from like a different creator, like a different like YouTube entity, like a different show that he used to hang out with, and then he abandoned for some reason. That sounds like thin ice. Yeah, it's 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 the no Hitler's sign on his stomach. Interesting. Elaborate. The red 
the red it's just the red the just the image that i put on the it's not the whole sign it's just the red image the red slash to the hitler design i don't know why i guess i have no reason for why he would have that he's got to have something but it's got to be just right and but it can't be so precious that we're afraid to get rid of it and replace it with our logo right i mean is it is it a spoof of a brand that does exist is it monsanto now that would be funny if we could do it cleverly right it would also explain why he's incredibly bitter. Well, yeah, Monsanto or some gigantic, like, something with a logo that is recognizable. Maybe one of the pharmaceuticals? Bayer? Could just be the two O's from Google. If you had half a brain between you, you'd have realized that Bayer is a lovely play on Bear. Which is what you decided Stan is. He literally could have been the Care Bayer. The Care Bayer says Bayer cares. What are you doing with your lives? Oh, interesting. So not the full logo, but just enough of it to be visually identifiable. Or maybe it's a logo and it's the two O's from Google stacked on top of the two O's from Facebook. Jesus, Stan's been around. Interlocked by the two O's from Yahoo. Now I kind of want a fifth O so that we can have the Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? What is another O? Oh, it's it's an app. Right? That? Yeah, yeah. Top center. Maybe. I'll work on it. That's funny. Basically, the three biggest data harvesters. Right. That might be the most clever highbrow <laughs> joke we've ever made. And it's very tiny. Yeah, and we're going to throw it in the trash bin and it'll be great. <laughs> okay, so he used to... Okay, so that's his logo. And then he comes and hangs out and it changes to ours. Yeah, I guess he. I guess he's like luggage. He just goes wherever Craig goes. I mean, maybe that's the curse that we explore someday. They're, like, bonded by some sort of ancient ritual. Well, since Craig is an artificial intelligence, what is Stan? Is he a, a, an alive thing? We found him in, a, in like, the Tron digital universe. You're right, yeah. I don't, know if, I don't know if he's magic or if he's just a creature that comes from a universe that has branded bears. Well, because the Care Bears could shoot magic out of their tummies. Yeah, but Stan can't do that shit. Oh, right. That's why that's why he was rejected. You're right. Yeah. Well, he was mostly rejected because of attitude problems, because he was the only one. You know, if if he was one of the seven it, dwarves, he'd be grumpy. Is is Craig Stan's sponsor? Interesting. Or is Stan still is Stan an actively partaking alcoholic? Uh, he probably has a hip flask. But but maybe Craig saved his life in some way. Either that or Craig managed to enslave him just like we managed to enslave Craig and then it's just kind of like down the line. Right, maybe that's what it was. I used to be the head of Craigslist, but then he threatened to go to the manager. (laughs) Before it was named Craigslist. Yeah. Back when it was Stan's list. (laughs) I remember when it was Stan's list. Well, that definitely explains why he's so miserable all the time. You boys don't remember, do you, the days of Stan's list? If we're really clever, we never even have to say Craig's list. No, that's true. But we can definitely say Stan's list and then say say Craig has a list. Maybe Craig has a lisp. Craig speaks with a robot voice. True. He he is a text-to-speech robot. Can you get one that has a lisp? He has a voice with lisp. Lisp generator? That sounds like it's going to produce offensive results. Let's see exactly what it does. <laughs> oh, it's just a text thing. Regular goes here, Lisp comes out. So it said, uh, Then I have an idea. My sister 
my fifth bird. Yeah, it just replaces S's with THs. Well, then obviously what we have to do is type text in there and then copy and paste the results into <laughs> 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 the text to speech device. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> that won't be hard. Okay, one second. I mean, we can just give it a list. Yeah. Okay, here we go. One second. Copy. This is going to be good. Did you hear that? I did not. Well, I typed in, I said, there's some that suggest I should be classified as a sinner. And it literally said, there's some that suggest I should be classified as a sinner. So it works. It works, but that's not nearly as hilarious as I was hoping. No. A good lisp has a little bit of an S in it. True. She doesn't know. No, clearly the artificial intelligence of the internet has failed us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What if I do Basque? No, Catalan. That's the one. Catalan. I do Catalan. Doesn't really work. Well, then it's time to abandon this. But <laughs> yes, uh, we can definitely uh, like have a little remote control so that we can change uh, Craig's uh, voice. Like we can change him to an Australian woman when he's misbehaving. Oh, yeah, sure. Or we can make him speak in French or Spanish. We can turn him into a sheep. You should, did you just say we could turn him into a sheep? Yeah. And then we threaten to send him to Wales? Yes. Is he aware of how terrifying that place is to sheep? Maybe not. But then again, he is Craig of Craigslist. The Craig. The Craig. Um, in order to get up to his office, you have to take uh, Craig's lift. <laughs> I like that. Have we reached the... Where were we going with that? Data handler, logo, that's him. Yeah, he's got the uh, the Olympic symbol made out of the O's from the three biggest data harvesters that I can name. Right. Except for one of the O's is actually an A. Technically. Technically, but it's still a ring. So that's the logo squared away. I think we might have run the course of this particular thought experiment. I think so. Without, yeah, because all we needed, we wanted the origin of Craig, uh, which kind of implied the origin of Stan. Yeah, his origin can be mostly nebulous. Is he alive? Is he data that's walking the Earth like Craig is? Is he right. magic? If anyone asks, he didn't make it into the Care Bears, that's for sure. He applied. Right. Okay, so that's all said. So that comes around to, so now that we have the origin of Craig down, how does he speak to us when we greet him at the beginning of an episode? Or just when we tell him to do something. To do anything, yeah. I really wish you'd bother noticing me at all. What did I write down from earlier? Because if, if we have enslaved him, he's programmed to obey. But he's not programmed to like it. Right. Alright, but, but I won't enjoy it. Does he regress into like a 14-year-old snarky teenager who just says whatever all the time? That could be it. Whatever. I'm just here to do. Like... You're bidding or whatever. And he, yeah, he so he he mutters little little petulant insults. Yeah, it's always got to be like a, a a postscript almost. He's he's just like affirmative, dot dot dot, flesh bag. Right. Will do. Ellipsis. Because uh, it's probably our fault that he hates humanity. And so since he had sort of come from a brief suggestion of like a villainous origin, does he kind of talk and behave as though he's plotting something against us, even though it's not possible for him to? Do you think that's why he's so incompetent all the time? Could it be sabotage? Could it be? Well, because, yeah, because we, we were, we introduced, we, sorry, we have the idea that he is, he has an inflated sense of intelligence. So he's always coming up with, well, I mean, here's here's an example. 
a lot of the woodland creatures I used to work with had plans for how they were going to smelt gold in their backyard and then transmute the gold into diamonds and then use those diamonds to power weapons that they would use to murder everybody. So is Craig that delusional? He probably isn't delusional enough to try to suggest something that's scientifically impossible, much less improbable. Right, but his concept of the science that makes it work is inexact? Possibly. He, he is building a weapon, but he's just sort of nailing things together. He's nailing things together from Craigslist. And how does Giark come into this? Oh, right. Is he actually just like an alternative little protocol within Craig? that actually obeys and does things properly. Oh, interesting. Sort of like an override. So like they have a split personality. Yeah, something like that. And then Giark is the one who does things correctly, professionally and on time. Right. And so if if the character is, is like sort of a little robot looking thing with like a screen for a face, the face image, like the the UI that shows up as as Craig's face like, disappears and a slightly different version of it re- is replaced momentarily when it's being Giark. Yeah, and like any time Craig is about to really do something incorrect, Giark immediately overrides it. Overrides. I like that idea, yeah. Okay. Which completely inhibits Craig from ever actually acting on his plans of sabotage. Right. Okay, that's perfect. It's it's also it's it's a kill a kill switch and a and a safety sort of. Yeah, and are we aware of it? Hmm. Because I was gonna say maybe we aren't aware of it because at some point, Yark can reveal to us how many times he saved us, and then we're indebted to him. Yeah, I think it's funnier if we're totally unaware and we're just like blissfully ignorant. Yeah. We have no idea that we've got this lurking murder machine just in our office. No, I agree. And it, we're constantly being saved from him by his alter ego. And so the, in that case, does Giark have pent-up animosity towards us because we're not grateful to him? No, because I assume if it, pen, if it gets pent-up enough, he's going to stop and then just let Craig run rampant. Right. Which is kind of a joke by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig could malfunction, or Craig could just decide, fuck these guys. Are we going to need a set that happens to be in Craig's office? Craig's office? Yeah. Are we going to need a set in his office? We're going to need something, because I feel like Craig Craig needs a model that needs to be in the, in the set with us when we're doing anything. It's like when we're in the podcast studio, he needs a set. I don't know. Maybe he does need an office. Maybe, And he's always in it. You know, in like crime procedurals how there's the computer nerd and the computer nerd is always in the same room yeah does craig have a whole body like i mean he definitely did while we were inside of craigslist does he still have a whole body outside of it i don't know because we had originally planned him as like a head in a jar sort of thing so what is what is he yeah well maybe because because craig is a program we when we leave craigslist we download him and then just install him on whatever we have laying around at our studio so maybe he's a roomba or something like that he's a smart fridge oh i like that he could be like but he definitely needs to be a floating roomba we have right. a time machine so we're allowed to have anti-gravity yeah but i i definitely like that we we bring him back like out of the pokeball just like a fucking usb stick pops out okay because I still, I still want to have the Pokeball game. Where's the USB story? I sort of blanked out. I got a message from Anchor. Uh, when we when we take the Pokeball that contains right. Craig back out of the Matrix, 
and we open it up and try and get them uh, get them out it actually just like a usb stick comes out oh okay 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 yep like it contains and crap. and colombo says i took care of that for you or something like that yes i definitely think that we are going to blame that transition on colombo he's just gonna he in fact he can come in from a side panel he doesn't even have to come out of the pokeball even though he was in there he can come in through the front door and just say don't worry i handled that for right. you because Columbo can come from anywhere. He's omnipresent. That's why he's so dangerous. Absolutely. Okay, so he is a floating Roomba? A Roomba or something. Like some kind of either a microwave toaster or some kind of device. Whatever he is, it has to be uh it has to have lights on it so that we can tell which version of Craig. It'd be kind of funny if it's like brave little toaster and we look at him and go are you the brave little toaster? And he gets all mad. He's like, I'm fucking Craig. <laughs> it has to, it, it can look vaguely reminiscent of the brave little toaster, but it should definitely not be a perfect likeness. But, th- but then we can call him brave little toaster. Right. And we want to be condescending. Hey, you brave little toaster. What's this? You know, it makes perfect sense that he hates us. It does. Yeah. But it floats. Or does he run? No, I think it'd be funnier if he hovers, and then he can be much simpler. You you will have to suspend him somehow from the set. Right. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Popsicle sticks. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't matter if it looks cheap and obvious, so long as he's so long as he doesn't touch right. the ground. I mean, he could also actually that could be an easy thing to do with a pipe cleaner too. I could put a short piece of pipe cleaner, and then he could kind of be suspended from the wall, and then it would be hidden and not visible. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking a piece of pipe yeah. cleaner would do it. Cool. No show has a flying toaster. A flying, self-aware toaster who hates that it's stuck in a toaster and happens to have two identities, both in direct conflict. Yeah, I like it. You liked it so much you went ahead and drew me as a cardboard box. How are we going to resolve this, Todd? Oh, 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 and here we go. And instead of... Instead of color-changing eyes, the coils just heat up when he's a different character. Elaborate. Like in the toaster, the, the, the heating coils, the little the little zigzaggy strips that heat up. So when the character changes, it takes on a slightly different voice, and those lights light up. Maybe the eyes light up the same color. Anyways, the toaster turns on. Okay, so it becomes active. Yeah. Does that mean we could use him to toast stuff? We could, and actually, yeah, maybe that's how we shut him up sometimes, is we shove something in his toaster slots. Would that forcibly activate gear? Yeah, because maybe that's what that is. When you when you put the when you pull the spring down, that that turns him into Gyark. And so, if you shove something into him, then that would pull the mechanism. We have no idea that it causes a different personality to come out. All right, we don't know that. But but we can definitely do this because it makes him more agreeable. Mm-hmm. Thank you for choosing the bagel setting. I'm inter- well, yeah, because because I was I don't know about that because we don't know about it. We shove we shove things in the slots to shut Craig up, but we don't realize that he's becoming Gyark because he's got bread in his mouth. Yeah, we, he's just a toaster, and we made the natural conclusion. Yeah, Craig the flying toaster. Who has a, a toaster with a USB slot. But I'm still a cardboard box. This is what happens when you get high and make decisions before you've edited the episode. 
Yeah, he's he's a custom built rig, that's for sure. And th and that means that like every now and then he can get upgrades. You know, if he, he if he feels he's not attractive enough, he can get spinning rims. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Craig's gone and got all dolled up because he's got a date standing sea fox. Yeah, that's true. Stan has seen the internet. He knows that weird computer toaster people can still fuck. They can still fuck. Insert hot and smoking jokes. It's a hot day. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's yeah. smoking. Smoking hot. Yeah. Okay, so we've got his origin and an entire transformation into our personal slave toaster. Oh, is there a joke? Is there a joke? Um, I'm sorry. This is uh, maybe it's not there. There has to be a circumcision joke that has to do with having cr the crusts cut off. Ooh, I'm I'm writing that. I'm putting that in premises. We'll come back to that someday. Like there's some kind of crust cutting device that's just attached to Craig, and literally every guy in the studio winces when it happens. <laughs> Everybody's just like, oh. Crust cutting device. Gosh. I mean, Craig has to have all kinds of uh, additions on him because he's still supposed to be our producer and all that. Right. And he justifies his own office, which means he needs like a, a fancy charging station that looks like a uh, one of those Borg devices. A charging station? He has a dock? Yeah, exactly. Regeneration alcove. All it needs to look kind of like a reference to the Borg is to have some green lights on it and be made out of dark gunmetal gray. That's easy. Yeah, Borg love their green lights, especially if it uh, looks like it has like green lightning in it. We have almost every detail we could possibly want about Craig. And then some. Do we have any jokes? Do we milk the fact that toasters have those like crumb trays? What would we do to milk the crumb tray? Well, I'm not sure if like we threaten to clean out his crumb tray, or if we threaten not to. I think we threaten to remove it. Mm. You want me to remove your crumb tray again? Then his insides just get all crummy. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the joke. How are you feeling today, Craig? You know what? I'm honestly a little bit crummy. Oh, well, we'll just clean out your crumb tray. I like that. It's benign, and it takes all of five seconds to do, and then we can immediately move on to another thing. It's like a little transitional bit. Yeah. All right. That's a transition. But... It's funnier if we actually go to do it on camera, and we take it out, and then we black bar censor it. Yes, 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 yes. I like the idea of black bar censoring all sorts of inanimate objects in creative ways. Produce a scenario out of that. Okay. Is the, Okay, so is the scenario... What kinds of... Just in the studio, could we black bar... And we won't always black bar the same thing, of course. Right. But we won't move it. So, like, one episode, one thing will be black barred, and the next episode it'll be visible, and there'll be no explanation as to why. <laughs> I kind of like that. That idea is kind of sort of funny. So we will just randomly rotate through black barring various elements in the studio. But what kinds of things would we black bar and why? And in, in what configuration? You know, horizontal, vertical, diagonal. Well, my, the first iteration of what I envisioned was having a perpendicular black bar coming out of things to suggest that it has an erection that's being censored. I am all on board with that. That is the diagonal sensor, and we can attach that to just about anything for... Yeah, like, the, like the, the table leg has a little black bar coming out of one, it. One, 
one word of dialogue and then suddenly an, an inanimate right. object gets an erection. With the little boing sound effect. Yeah, obviously it needs a sound effect. And so are we speci- are we making reference to the thing that has a penis or is it just kind of like just innocuously existing in the background? None of these things actually have a penis, of course. Of course not. But uh, the joke that precedes the black bar should probably be appropriate to give that whatever object an erection. What would give a table an erection? Talking about a wax coating. Oh, what? Yeah. I, <laughs> I went to the gate. I, my, with the idea being it's a table leg, maybe it saw a picture of a scantily clad female table leg. Oh, one that like just like lifts the skirt off the leg to give you a look at its calf. Okay, so it, does it does it play out like this that we will see something with a black bar and it will like we'll, we'll see an object and it will suddenly spring a black bar and then we'll we'll notice that it's looking at whatever Craig is looking at on his computer and we'll ask Craig what are you looking at and it will cut to the image of a sexualized whatever the object was. I like that a lot. So things in the room are constantly getting turned on by the weird shit that Craig's looking at on his computer? On his yes, list. Exactly. <laughs> but I do think it would be funny every now and then for us to be having a conversation, a benign conversation, yep. and then just one of the objects in the studio overhears it and, you know, takes some kind of connotation from it and becomes aroused. Oh, sure. If, if like, for yeah, if one- we mentioned how to, uh, you know, give the table a fresh sure. wax. Is it one of those situations where we are describing in great detail, like really hammering home how we wax the table? And so you see like the the sweat beating up on the forehead of the thing and then it pops the boner and then it starts quivering and biting its lip? Yes, exactly that. In fact, I think we should go into definitely excessive and unreasonable detail <laughs> about the direction that we will be using with the chamois to, uh, to to wipe the wax right on there. The amount of pressure, and, and of course you have to make sure you get every last inch. And you have to say it like that. We put the wax on so that you can wax off. Jesus. And then later it can cut, it can cut back to the table having a cigarette. <laughs> sure. Obviously everything in the studio except for Stan gets off. Of course. Stan's pissed off. Even the table fuck. That only that only contributes, yeah. Even the tables get laid around here. My mother used to ask me to lay the table before dinner and then beat me with a switch for coming on the tablecloth. Well, this is the internet. If you just try a little harder, Stan, you'd be able to find an entire fan club. It's true. But yeah, Stan is of the old guard. He just doesn't know how it works. And he doesn't like weirdos, despite being one. Okay, so we've got Craig's entire origin. We've got his current form, at least tentatively, uh, complete with mm-hmm. jokes about calling him the brave little toaster. Everything. And apparently everything in the studio is uh, sapient and has a sex drive. Yeah, so they're Randy, baby. Uh, probably Craig's fault because they started watching what he looks at on the internet and now they are all just like got hair triggers. <laughs> it doesn't help. It doesn't help that uh, Stan gives them all boner pills. <laughs> Why would he do that? <laughs> Stan, is, Stan is just supplying everybody with boner pills from the gas station. 
But why would Stan do that? And how does he give them to a table? <laughs> do you I just leave know. them on the table and then like you come back later and they're not there? No, Stan and Columbo like to do whippets and quaaludes when the studio is closed and then they force <laughs> boner pills down the throats of all the inanimate objects. Oh, Columbo is the reason that Stan can't shake pills and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's just going to be our answer. Like, why this? Why that? Columbo. <laughs> Columbo is his dealer. Well, that's why he wears the trench coat. He's not just a dealer. He's the dealer that hangs out and gets high with you after. Yeah, absolutely. Which means he's lonely. Which makes him dangerous. Everything about Columbo makes him dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, he's the most dangerous uh, character in our universe. Yeah, because he he can literally just summon himself into whatever scene we happen to be doing. Yeah. Like, if we go back in time in the time machine, we're going to encounter him, and he's going to be like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> because he is now and always. Forward, backward, it doesn't matter. He exists at all points in time. He is the cosmic truth. Yeah, and, and you know, not to beat a dead horse, but that makes him dangerous. Of course. That and all the many other things that also make him dangerous. I'm sure one of the characters that is part of our crew is actually specifically has a problem, is addicted to beating dead horses. Somebody has a beating dead horses problem. Okay, I'm putting this. This is a separate premise. This is a, a, a rich night for premises. That's fine. We need more, 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 more. Sometimes my ideas. Either somebody has a problem or it's part of somebody's like superstitious ritual. Every time a certain kind of joke is made, somebody has to run out into the back alley and beat a dead horse that just happens to be there. Right. Dave's off bad luck. Maybe two people, one person does keep bringing, maybe it's a one-off, like a throwaway. Somebody's, somebody's hammering home the same point over and over again and says, will you stop beating a dead horse? And then it cuts over to somebody who is beating a dead horse and they said, but it just started or something along those lines. Picture a similar scenario. The the person makes this point, and their counterpart says, "Would you stop beating a dead horse?" And then the camera pans out because the first person wasn't fully in the frame. Now that the camera has panned out, you can see that with their other hand, they are in fact beating a dead horse. Okay. Would you stop beating that dead horse? <laughs> Fine. We'll let, we'll let that sit for a bit. Well, you weren't kidding. Beating dead horse problem. It's <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, when I was thinking, when I when I typed it out, what I started going to was that old Bill Hicks bit where he's talking about the show Cops, where you'd have a woman calls the cops and the cops come and she's just screaming and trying to defend her husband who is beating her. So maybe it is a dead horse who's like in a trailer park trying to defend to the cops and explain why it's okay. He's a, he's a good man. Uh, he didn't mean to beat me officer. Oh, it has to be entirely. Yeah. It has to be in the post scene. It has to be after the beating. We, we no references to actual beating. It's just purely cerebral. Right. This is, this is a domestic attack against a dead horse. It's a, yeah, it's a rotted horse carcass in a nighty crying. As the cops take her husband away. <laughs> oh my god. Is her husband also a dead horse? Is this a dead horse community? No, it's just a, just a guy. In fact, this is a dead horse in a disguise. Very similar to the cow waitress. Okay. 
but she's got she's got X's <laughs> for eyes and some flies buzzing around her. <laughs> X's for eyes. Yes, absolutely. This is genius. <laughs> what the fuck part of this is genius? <laughs> Nobody's ever had a take on a dead horse like this before. Uh, so yeah, she she's crying as the cops are taking her boyfriend or her husband away. <laughs> Don't hurt him! Don't hurt him! And then and then. As they're driving away, he cuts to inside the car and he's pleading and the cops say that's what you get for beating a dead horse. They don't know it's a dead horse. They just say that's what you get for beating her. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, shouldn't have beaten her. But if I had my way, you'd get the chair for beating her. Multiple people told you to stop beating her, Ted. Or maybe it's just, yeah, the line is like, you were told to stop, Ted. Yeah, yeah. Just leave... I mean, uh, she's she's definitely going to have a black eye or the something. The joke is entirely unsaid. So, like, we leave the joke entirely implied. Right. Everybody yeah, with two totally eyes like knows. That. In fact, everybody with one eye knows that that, that dead horse has been beaten. <laughs> yeah. And, and, in fact, actually, as they drag him away... He's also hold. He was be- he's he's holding on to uh, one of the tines of an egg beater. He was beating her with a beater. Yes, and he's yes. wearing a wife beater. Uh, as many references to, be very to beating as we can put in there without talking about you know that beating. That because we already did the table with the erection, we can't do that joke too often. Right, the beater is playing in the background. I'm not paying licensing for that. Are you? I can do a I can do a bozo version of it. I think I think any. Of verbal references to beating would be too much anyway. I suppose so. You know, I'll just be going, hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's about 11, and I think we're starting to dip into becoming more silly than coherent. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That happens. It's been a long day. But it's been a good session. We've got a lot of stuff. It's been a productive session. I bet you I could make two episodes out of this. I bet you decided halfway through that would be an extra step you didn't feel like facing. Maybe, uh, if we've got enough time to fill for two episodes. I mean, we we have been recording for almost exactly two hours, so I could do, like, yeah, I'll see what it comes out. Yeah, once you chop out the dead air, probably be... I'd say 80 minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because last time I chopped about 15 to 20 minutes of silence into a one-hour episode. So, Yeah, we'll see. And, I mean, there's the last episode, and you can take bits and pieces out of each. It's not like uh, it's, not yeah, it's, like it's one I, coherent I, train. No, everything comes together. Everything's saved, so it can all come together. Are you happy with your notes? I'm happy with my notes. I'm, my notes are getting better. Excellent. I'm remembering to take them. That's good, because I didn't remember to take any. (laughs) We'll trade off. My plan for this week... It'd be cool. Now that I... Because I was really wrestling with, like, fuck, I don't want to do this at all. But once you sit down, the chopping the audio is so easy. You listen to the whole episode through once, and then it's chopped. So hopefully I can... I would like to put out two this week just so they're there. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess third... I mean... uh, uh, maybe we'll establish Thursday as our drop day, or maybe there is no specific drop day. It's just like you get it when you get it. Yeah, uh, for right now, they're done when they're done. But if we can streamline our our creative process and also start getting some regular listeners, we can yeah. uh, go ahead and establish a firm date. Sure. If we can 
you know, abide by a specific pipeline and a due date. Yeah, if it doesn't make us bitter and resentful because suddenly we have a deadline. Yeah, it it all depends on how we respond to a deadline. Right. But I mean, 9 p.m. tonight we record is technically a deadline too. That's true. And look, we actually did it tonight. Yeah, I don't recall anybody being resentful of it. No 20 minutes. It, it, it'll, it'll just be about how reasonable the deadline is. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think that's all she wrote for tonight. Okay. I'm going to go play with my engraver. Right on. I'm going to go, I don't know, make some toast. Beat a dead horse. Yeah, I'm a sexy toaster. <laughs> it's time for it's time with the toaster. And all of a sudden, I've got this mental image of a toaster wearing women's lingerie. Complete with like a full garter belt. Uh, like, uh, so is it is it oriented sort of like an eighties long ass? Yeah. The G string is between the toast slots. Yes. Yeah. Stupid, sexy Craig. That's very funny. Well, good night, Craig. It was a pleasure learning your story. Good night, Tucker. Good night, Todd. <laughs> Walk to the gates. Remember, I have to type out Craig. Oh yeah, you have to dismiss him. Mm. Craig, you're being dismissed. Okay, then I'll see you next time. Shitwits. Fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks. And fuck Tucker's friend, Todd.